Thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. This show is brought to you in partnership with the Witherslack Group, experts in special education and care. Enjoy the podcast. staff thank you so much for all of your hard work this term sadly we say goodbye to another group of teachers i'm not allowed to discuss with you why they're leaving because they've signed whistleblowing contracts however i do wish them well with so much attention on social media about toxic schools i thought i might address this with you today just to ease your mind some of you may not have worked in a toxic school before and just want to know a little bit more Some of you may have already experienced it and just want some more information. Some of you may feel that my school is toxic, but you're entitled to your opinion, I suppose. So here we are then. Stage one, confidence. It's important to remember that teachers who have experienced working in toxic schools were once very confident teachers. They had successful teaching placements and probably worked in other schools where they felt very valued. This is why they find it hard to adjust when, they, when they're faced with the issues that toxic schools present. Nearly all teachers who struggle adapting in toxic schools were once very confident in the classroom. Just remember that. Let's move on to stage two, shock. This is the hardest part of the process. Suddenly, you are given lists of non-negotiables and subjected to increased lesson observations which are disguised as learning walks. Book scrutiny and display board checks are carried out all the time and pupil progress interrogations become more frequent. Teachers' pay is often frozen and UPS staff start to feel the heat because the school can't afford to keep them. Support plans are dished out frequently and this is where it all starts to go wrong. Teachers begin to moan to family and friends and the spiral of negativity accelerates. Good teachers are told that they're not good anymore. Nothing is good enough. Stage three, defiance. Some teachers will resist the changes for a while. They will speak up in staff meetings and start up secret social media chat rooms in order to let off some steam. One brave teacher will speak up a little too much and experience the wrath of the management team. Once staff realise the consequences for wanting to debate issues affecting well-being and workload are very severe, they think twice. Defiance doesn't last long. Teachers panic and they mentally hide. And then they move on to stage four. Tolerance. This is where the real damage is done, I'm afraid. The workload and the accountability pressures by this point are in full swing and teachers know they can't fight back. Most are too worried to contact their unions and those who do don't have the confidence the union will help them, so they just give up. Staff now accept that the school has changed and make a conscious decision for their own sanity, professionalism and their personal relationships outside of school 
to just knuckle down and to make the best of a crap situation. The problem here is that it eats away at your job satisfaction, your confidence begins to wane and you start resenting your job. You might even start to hate your job. It's clear that some staff members are being targeted. Who will be next? But you keep going because you're good at your job. You haven't failed at anything before. Teachers naturally want to do well. It's kind of part of their work ethic. Stage five, exhaustion. Sadly, after months of tolerating the new regime and trying to tick all the boxes that have been thrust on staff, teachers begin to feel exhausted. Not just teacher tired, I mean absolutely mentally and physically exhausted. The problem is, they've given up seeing friends, they've stopped going to the gym, they're drinking more, they're staying up late trying to keep up with the demands of the job and their relationships at home start to wobble. They can't think straight anymore. They've lost their mojo and find it hard to know what the best course of action is to take. The only thing they do know is they must keep up at school otherwise they will be given another support plan and they do not need that. Once everything starts to affect their sleep, stage six kicks in. Stress. Your partner starts to worry about you. Your friends would say something but you haven't seen them for months. After weeks of not sleeping properly, teachers find themselves on the brink of a breakdown. Only they don't know what this feels like, so they don't recognise it for what it is. They will eventually, but by then it's probably too late. If nothing changes at school soon, teachers slowly become more and more stressed to a point where they might suddenly break down without warning. They will feel confused and scared this has never happened to them before. They will start to cry and won't understand why they can't get to work. They will just tell people that they're fine because they don't really know what to say. Some teachers will seek advice immediately from the doctor and will probably burst into tears in front of them and then the doctor will sign them off for a few weeks. In some cases, this is enough for a teacher to realise that they need to leave their school and do so the following term. Others, however, will struggle. The damage has been done and it's hard to come back from that. They may have longer periods off with depression and anxiety. They may never come back to teaching or go on supply for a while. Others will stay for a few more years. They just about cope, but they are extremely miserable. Stage seven, guilt. Stage six is tough, really tough, but there are so many decisions that teachers must make, not just for themselves, but for their family too. One of the immediate emotions experienced by teachers after going through this whole process is guilt and sadness. You feel bad because you have wrongly labeled yourself as a failure. You can't cope with the job you always wanted to do. You've let the pupils down. You've let your colleagues down. Your finances are now taking a hit. Teachers start to feel bad about everything. They forget it wasn't their fault. It's really not. Remember stage one? Your emotions overpower you. Teachers find it hard to think about anything else now. It's totally consumed them. It's emotionally draining. You can't see a positive future. Not yet anyway. 
Stage eight, relief. Stage eight is a strange one. How could you possibly feel relieved after everything you've been through? But it is true. As horrid an experience as it was, teachers soon begin to realize how toxic the school was. They start to feel relieved that they don't work there anymore. They start to worry for staff still there and keep in touch with them all the time. They start to advise other teachers to get out before they're forced out. You start to get a little perspective of the whole matter. You soon begin to realize that you were bullied or forced out or your anxiety was a serious issue that you had to come to terms with and that's okay. You start to feel a lot better. Honestly, you do. You feel relieved, but stage nine, anger. This is really tough because teachers find it hard to let go of this one for very good reasons. You feel relieved that you've left your school. You feel awakened by your new sense of well-being and can see a better future ahead, a future less stressed and one of hope. But you start to feel angry. Teachers will feel very bitter about the process that they experienced. They seem fine and will say how pleased they are to get out. But they will be annoyed, very annoyed. What happened to them was a direct result of someone's misguided non-negotiables policy added with a hunger and drive to raise standards in a heavy-handed and often insensitive manner. They will feel cheated out of a career that they cared so much about. Only now do they wish they had fought back at the time. They will play out scenarios in their head and plan the things they should have said at the time. What's worse is they probably could have kicked SLT's backside. But you don't know that at the time because you're too stressed. When you feel vulnerable, you do what you can do to survive. Teachers would love to go back in time and react very differently, but the moment's now passed. Over time, they will feel less angry about it. Actually, no, they won't. <laughs> I'm lying. That's rubbish. It stays with them for a long, long time. Stage 10, prioritizing. Despite all this, teachers will come out of it with a new set of values. They will demand that they see their friends more often. They will give their partner more attention and will spend more time with their children. They soon realize that money isn't everything and will say things like, my money is bad, but I'm much happier. They will inspire other teachers to rethink their lifestyles. If you reach stage 10, you will be more at one with yourself and understand what's important to you. Life is too short. And finally, I hope you found this information useful. I look forward to seeing you all after Christmas. We will be focusing on accelerated progress Marking codes, deep marks, and 3D working walls. Bye for now.